Hey, and welcome back to the Kobe Simit Audio Experience, where we talk about business. We're talking about how to make organizations great places to work, great places to buy from, and great places to invest in. And so anything under that vision and mission is fair game. In this episode, I'm going to be talking about marketing. What my passion is, is obviously marketing. It's something that I do every day as I operate the organizations I operate. I am an operator on a full-time basis and I try to slide in a bit of this podcasting and, and social media content in between times. But for the most part, I'm a leader. I've got a team of 65 people and marketing is a core part of what we need to do to bring attention to our organization that allows my team members to do the meaningful work that they want to do. And that helps to make our organization a great place to work. So as we talk about marketing, I'm going to put some tips and tricks together for you. So if you're somebody who is looking to generate more attention for your business, in this episode, I'm going to talk to you about what it's like to be a small to medium business operator and how to do marketing in the now. Stay tuned. Okay, let's get into it. In this episode, I really wanted to discuss with you something that's been on my mind for really the last 24 months. It's something that I did a deep dive in over the last three or four years, which is to kind of go go large internally on social media um, and marketing to a certain extent. So when I say that, that is about um, this vision that I've had and this mission that I've had for the last 17 years running this particular business, which is to make the phone ring. So we've kind of come up with products and services and we've, we've come up with ideas and I, and I must admit that I didn't do a lot of market research. I just kind of embarked on a journey and the business has evolved. And what I'm hoping to give you in this episode is a lesson about how maybe not to make the mistakes that I've made. So the first mistake I made was just to start a business around work that I happened to be doing. I didn't enjoy working for somebody and I said, you know what, I'm gonna work for myself and so I literally went from a full-time person to being a contractor. And that is not really the right way to start a business. And I know that now. And so what I want to do in this episode is I want to help you. So if you're somebody who's running a business, if you're somebody who's thinking about starting a business, I want to give you some insights from an operator's perspective as to how you might actually make some decisions about what to do. Now, in other podcast episodes, we've talked about, you know, sales, we've talked about, you know, people, we've talked about recruitment, building your team, systems and processes. And if I haven't talked about the topic you want to hear, I will talk about it in the future. Either I'll guess and I'll get it right, or you'll send me a direct message and you'll tell me something that you want me to talk about. And I will always do that. So I'm an operator building businesses. We build out sales and marketing and finance and operations and customer service and fulfillment processes in organizations. We build teams, we do recruitment, all that kind of stuff internally for our own businesses and some of those services we offer externally. So if there's a topic that you want to hear about on this podcast, you want me to kind of put my comments to, please let me know. You can find me on LinkedIn at Kobe Simmet and you can also find me on Instagram at Kobe Simmet. They're my handles. You can find me on YouTube at Best Practice TV. Any of those platforms, you can send me a direct message. My favorite's obviously LinkedIn. Send me a connection invita invitation. I'd love to be part of your network and, uh, and we can share content and obviously direct messages backwards and forwards. So one thing that I think is a key differentiator between marketing and sales, and it's a good place to start this episode, is to talk about the intent. 
So we have this organization, we have this great team, we have this vision vision and mission. At best practice, uh, the, team, the biggest team that I run and the business that I started 17 years ago, our vision and mission is to inspire improvement in 100 million companies. And so under anything under that's kind of fair game. So what we want to start with is market research. Now, market research is, it, it can be a funny thing. It can be a black box art. But really, the intention is to be looking at the market and seeing what needs there are. And then matching or aligning, getting alignment with what your passions are or the passions of your team. Obviously, skills and competencies are important to match or have alignment with skills and competencies, but we can build skills and competencies. So it comes down to passions. So we want to do market research, and I think the biggest thing that gets missed in marketing, particularly in small to medium businesses, is market research. And that is the kind that generates innovation and change. Customers' expectations change over time. Customers change over time. Customers move around. They move forward and backwards. And the 2020-2021 global pandemic has kind of put the burning sun microscope, um, you know, magnifying glass on a lot of businesses where um, global massive shifts in customers' behaviours forced by public health restrictions has caused many businesses to flourish and many, many, many more businesses to fail. Uh, your local cafe, coffee shop, restaurant is the, is the kind of prime example. Now, as I record this podcast, we're in the marathon lockdown of Sydney, Australia. That's where I live. I live on the northern beaches in Sydney, Australia, in a little uh, suburb called Narrabeen. I live, you know, 100 metres from the beach. Uh, it's absolutely stunning and fantastic. And, and don't get me wrong, the lockdown here for us is not hard. It's mentally tough, but... Uh, you know, I live in paradise, so don't feel sorry for me. Um, but what I wanted to point out is that a lot of the local restaurants and cafes where I live have had to close, and some of them have closed permanently. Um, consumer behaviour has been forced away from those businesses. So the public health restrictions have said those businesses need to close. Uh, we, we're not allowed inside the premises. And so they can kind of only serve coffee or takeaway food through the window. They've become a hole in the wall. Uh, all of their interior fit outs have become redundant. And so in terms of doing market research, what prompted me to record this particular episode and this idea is, well, how can I help those businesses that have struggled through the pandemic explode back out of the pandemic? How can I help those people do something meaningful on an ongoing basis? Now, yes, of course, you can pivot. You can, you can sell your great food in a cardboard takeaway box and a plastic cup out the window and you can still have a great experience. Or you can send it uh, you know, with an Uber Eats delivery driver and, it, and this beautiful food you made can turn up lukewarm to someone's house five minutes down the road. That's not what this is about. This is about talking about market research and have a look around you and look at consumer behavior and look at what has changed. Not what the consumer necessarily wants to do, but look at what the consumer is doing based, in, based on their constraints. What are the public health constraints? What are the ge geographical constraints? What are the movement constraints? And market research is watching and observing to see how that has changed and to see then where you might see opportunity. Now, what I found with a lot of small and medium-sized business operators is that we kind of fail to, you know, stop for a moment and look and watch. We kind of fail to, to, to force ourselves to be bored and observe what's going on. And so 
we've got right in our hand more often than not a smartphone. Uh, it's got four or five social media apps on it. And in moments when we should be observing, we are easily distracted by social media. So here's a challenge. If you're a small business operator, just something you could go try in the next couple of days is if you're allowed to, where you are in a, re in a region around the world, is go and sit in what was previously a busy area um, or it might be a busy, you know, don't get too busy because you want to maintain your social distance and, and, your, and, you know, keep yourself happy, healthy and safe. But watch consumer behavior. And, and I'll just give you some examples of things we've gone away from. We've obviously got, we can't go sit in restaurants right now in Sydney because we're in lockdown. Uh, we can't go to the shopping mall. Uh, we're starting to see supermarkets being forced to close so that people don't go into supermarkets and mingle. And, and, so, and so the government has said, hey, everybody, you need to do click and collect. So order your, your, your products and services on a website or, or, or phone order and then go and pick it up or, or get a delivery driver to deliver it. Now, we've had a global shift in this household. I don't think we will be going back and doing a weekly shop at the supermarket ever again because we now have a standing shopping list on our app for our local supermarket and the truck comes once a week and delivers all our groceries. Now, for us, we've been trained and we've practiced for the last kind of 9, 10, 11 weeks uh, and then on and off over the last 12 months to we've we've practiced how to deliver our groceries online and we've learned some lessons and we've made some mistakes and we're getting better at it now that's going to give us the advantage of not having to do a three-hour grocery shop uh, ever again because we can just as we use something up in the house we can kind of reorder we can choose different products we can get out our recipe books we can sit down we can plan menus we don't have to write a list and then go to the shops and try to get the groceries just get on the app and order the things we need so from a consumer behavior perspective, we won't be browsing in a supermarket anymore. And so it's going to be tough for that supermarket to upsell, cross-sell different products to us and, and get us to try different products. So it's going to come back to word of mouth advertising and probably again, social media for brands to end up in our pantry, in our kitchen. So what I want you to do is I want you to go and sit in a public area or in a place where people are hanging out at the moment and and for us here, people are hanging out at the beach, in the park, uh, on the local trail, walking, uh, bike riding, out doing exercise. Because that's kind of the only thing you can go outside and do right now. You have to have an essential reason to leave your house. You can go to get a COVID vaccination. You can go to do essential work. Uh, but you can't go and do the things that you know we used to do 24 months ago. So when we go to the, you know, the CBD of Sydney or or the, the surrounding areas like North Sydney or, or North Ride, those kind of highly populated areas for corporate businesses. You know, there's big food halls where you know, people that work in offices would go and have lunch. They're all closed. They've been closed for 24 months. Um, commercial office space is empty. A lot of retail is empty. Shopping malls are empty. And so, yes, of course, those businesses have failed, but I, I just want to talk to you about the change of consumer behavior and what we can kind of see and what's in our face right now. Now, the other interesting thing you can do is you can do a Google search on businesses that exploded in 2020, not a blog search on businesses that will explode in 2021, 2022, because that's anyone's guess. This is about observations. This is about market research. So then we can kind of start to think about, well, what changes in consumer behavior are we seeing? What changes in consumer behavior are you seeing in your own household? 
in your group of friends, in your extended family. Then we can start to use those as indicators of things to invest in. So are things starting to grow? Yes, they are. So delivery drivers, for example, there's a huge demand for delivery drivers and there's an enormous opportunity to get delivery routing and schedules and driving right. Consumer behavior is, is you know, in, to, to quote Jeff Bezos, who, who, um, who started Amazon, um, I'm sure you've heard of him. His quote is that consumers are going to want, in perpetuity, they're going to want things cheaper and faster. And I'm sure that's the case for you. Think about yourself. Do you kind of shop based on price? You might kind of look for the things that thing that you want and you're going to shop based on price. But Jeff Bezos says that it's perpetual over time that people are going to want things cheaper and faster. So an innovation for your organization, something to really think about is what, what would you need to do? And I'm not telling you that I want to buy your product or service cheaper and that you need to drop your price. But this is a question you know, as your coach, as your mentor on this podcast, I want you to think about your organization and I want you to think about what would it take to halve the cost of your service? What would it take to halve the speed in which your service is delivered? And and can you start to think about that? And I'll just give you a quick example with one of our services. We've launched an online calculator. So people can self-serve their own quote. Now, when we started the business, it used to take a day to do a quote for one of our services, one of our certification businesses for, for systems and process quality assurance uh, certification. It used to take a day to do the quote. Then we kind of got, got that quote down to half a day. Then we got the quote down to a kind of a quarter of a day, but there's a lot of administration. In the last couple of months, we've been working on our website. We've built a website calculator and a customer can put in their own data. They can take about 10 minutes to put in a couple of fields. They did that as a kind of online quote request form anyway. We just ask four or five more questions that give us the data that we need and then we built a calculator that auto-calculates the price and sends them a quote instantly. They can then click a button and when they click that button to accept that proposal, up pops a credit card screen, they can put their credit card details in and off they go on their 30 months, 36 months subscription with us. So what that means is that my resources in my business, my staff and my labor in my business can be expanded in terms of capacity. They now have more capacity because I've made them more specialized. I've taken away an, an administration step, which means that somebody in our sales team in that business can, can serve four to five to 10 times more customers. And so my labor cost comes down per sale. And so it means that I can not increase my prices. So I'm making more profit out of gaining an efficiency inside the business. And that's from market research. We've got the market research, the customers say, well, I want my quote quicker. I just want to get an online price. I don't want to talk to anybody. Like I kind of know everything I need to know. I've done all my research. I've watched all your videos. I've listened to your podcast. I've looked at your blog. I don't need to talk to anybody. I just need to know the price. And then I can assess the value of doing the project for my organization. That's a case study for us. So for your organization, I want you to start to think about market research. Now, one thing is that your product or service can be delivered cheaper and faster, and you can think about that. Now, the other thing, if you want to get away from that, and this is a, this is a conversation about market sophistication. Over time, customers become more sophisticated. They become more educated. 
And so what we want to start to look for is, is predict consumer behavior changes. Predict what's going to happen six to 12 months from now based on what you want. And so when we come at this, I have lots of conversations with people. It's like, oh, I've got this great solution. You know, I've got this great idea. How would I sell that great idea? And my advice is come at it from a different direction. Look for problems. When we're, when we're in a small to medium-sized business, we don't do enough of that. We kind of, you know, as I've fallen into the trap, maybe you have too, of, of thinking about being somebody who kind of is constantly looking for the, like the latest idea. What's the latest idea? What's the latest idea? Oh, that's been done. So you give up and then you, then you look for another idea and that's been done and you give up. And my advice to you is if it's such a good idea, do it because there needs to be three or four or five suppliers in the marketplace selling that product or service because customers like choice. So just because you, just because someone's done it and they've got going with it doesn't mean that you can't do it and you can't become the best. And so I want to encourage you to execute on that, that idea you've got. But when we come at this market research, go looking for problems. And if you can solve really, really big problems for really, really big groups of people, that's where you make money. That's where things start to happen. And as a small to medium-sized enterprise, we kind of go, well, this is, I've kind of got a product or a service. How do I sell it? And, that, and that's where I kind of embarked on this podcast. We've done this deep dive on social media, just like making a huge amount of noise about the products and services we've got. And that's been great. Don't get me wrong. But we've had this epiphany change, which I wanted to share with you on this podcast, which is to go and start looking for problems. What are challenges? What are things that you would really want? Not a feature, but what's a benefit you're looking for? What's something that you're trying to do? Now, holidays are a big thing for pretty much everyone on the planet right now because everyone's been kind of in lockdown and had COVID and there's no international travel. And so what I'm seeing here in Australia is this explosion of domestic travel. And I'm talking to friends in the US and they're seeing an explosion of domestic travel where everyone kind of looked overseas and went, I'm going to go overseas. But people are starting to realize that where they live, there's some incredibly beautiful places to go and visit and they're really close by. And they can support their local economy. And I think we all should be supporting our local economies wherever we are in the world before we seek to take over the world. And I think that's how we're going to get through this as a human race over the next couple of years. So I'm seeing an explosion in domestic travel and everything that's attached to domestic travel that you know, the, the petrol stations, gas stations are going to need a bit of extra capacity. You know, I recently did a road trip in between lockdowns and we saw, uh, you know, gas and petrol stations running out of fuel because they're not used to the quantity of traffic on the road. We saw, you know, trailer parks, uh, we call them caravan parks here in Australia, uh, full of people, full of what we call grey nomads, um, you know, retired people travelling domestically traveling the country and the caravan parks are full and so there's going to be an opportunity in the next 12 to 24 months it's going to take time but there's an opportunity to build more trailer parks there's a couple of websites called hip camp and U camp and that is where people can rent some grass on their private property so people can come on their land and camp and that's a great opportunity. And so if you know somebody who's got a farm, if you know someone who's got, you know, a space on their property that look, would look great, you know, is a great place to go and camp, those people can now make money because there is market demand. There's been a market change selling that site as a campsite. And that is going to be an opportunity. And so it's these opportunities, these, you know, forced 
behavioral changes in customers that are going to give us that opportunity. So what's the problem? The caravan parks are full. Okay, great. Where, where else can we go camping? And so the solution is private property. So those are some of the things that I want you to be thinking about. Those are some of the things that I want you to be considering. What are some of those problems? And if you're a small business operator or someone who's thinking about starting a side hustle, you're thinking about running a business, you're, you, you want some more products and services to sell to grow your revenue, I want you to come at this market research con concept, which is the core of marketing, with what's the problem we're trying to solve. Okay, I'm going to do another couple of episodes around this marketing topic. I'll talk about the different types of social media, how to do posts on the different platforms, how to write copy, how to come at it. But marketing starts with market research. The marketing team is about doing, is, is making sure anyone who's in marketing or part of marketing in your organization, make sure they're scheduling a couple of hours a week for market research and observations on changes to consumer behavior and looking for problems to solve. And then you can have robust discussions about how we'll solve that problem. So that's your challenge. Go and observe people, go and observe humanity and start to look at what are some of the problems that are emerging. Caravan parks are busy. Uh, there's, there's capacity. What are the industries that are busy? What is, what is broken out in 2021? And if you can focus on those industries, those are the industries that are going to grow. Those are the industries that right now you won't necessarily need to be focusing on better, cheaper, faster. Uh, you can always do that because the product or the solution you might bring to market is going to be an alternative to what currently exists. And those are the sweet spots where you can grow and explode and scale businesses. The rest is really easy. I can show you the recipes for hiring great teams of A players and doing all that kind of stuff, but finding those sweet spots right just as the wave is taking off, that's when you're gonna get the most efficiency to grow your little small organization. I hope you've enjoyed the Kobe Simmet audio experience. I wanted to get this podcast out and just kind of have this discussion with you. If you liked it, please share it with somebody who might need to hear it. If you know someone who's a small business operator or medium business operator, or if someone who's wanting to start a business, this has been a great episode and it is a little secret tip and an important area of focus for operators of business. Okay, this has been the Kobe Simmet audio experience. I will be with you in the next episode. Bye for now.